Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Kia Livingston, who at four months last year had a miscarriage. When asked to describe her story, Kia shared, I experienced birth, contractions included, and although I do not physically have my baby, I still have a birth story. We agree completely and are thankful for her sharing her truth today. Hello, Kia. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Doing well. Good. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes. Um, so I live in Philadelphia with my partner. We've been together for almost three years now. Um, my partner has a son, a four-year-old, so we're a little blended family, and we have our little doggy Cookie. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the gist of my family. <laughs> Kia, can you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy? Yes. So I found out I was pregnant last year, and like I think it was like April. Um, I was really, really excited. Um, my family was excited. Um, I journaled about it a lot. Me and my partner were ecstatic. I, um, I've been wanting children actually for a few years. And so when I had got pregnant, of course, I was like really excited and that I was trying for maybe a year prior to that. So my pregnancy was full of excitement. I did struggle with the fact that like I was having a pretty complicated pregnancy and you as you both know like in the first trimester it's not easy. I was very nauseous but I definitely felt like I had a little more of a harder pregnancy. I had some spotting throughout the beginning and I know that that can be kind of normal but I just knew something wasn't right. Um, so my pregnancy was a mixture of excitement, but being pretty nervous throughout most of it. So I'm, I'm thinking about your intuition that you speak yeah. of, um, of just having a feeling Were these, um, things you were bringing up to your care provider, um, was that being discussed? Yeah. So like I did discuss this with my OBGYN and there was a lot of oh this is normal a lot of this is some this is what most women experience i did get like early um i did get like early ultrasounds and stuff but you know like the, my baby had a good heartbeat um i my cervix was closed i to be honest miscarriage for me was not even something i was considering and once i got out of because I didn't really just I never discussed it with anyone no one in my life had ever experienced it or at least told me that they had experienced it because it's not something that people talk about much so it wasn't it just it just to me wasn't something that I was gonna that was gonna happen to me I I'm very spiritual. I just kept praying. I just kept asking God to, you know, take care of me, take care of my body and my baby and my family. And once, and I was in my second try, I had just got into my second trimester. So I also like the idea of miscarriage for me was like something that happens very early. And 
if I hadn't gone, if, you know, at like 12 weeks, I was like everything, if I still have a baby in me, then everything should be fine. And I had got an ultrasound at 12 weeks and my baby was so, you know, like it, you can like really see the baby at that point. So I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Everything's good. But it completely went downhill from there. But the part that was rough was that I had a closed cervix and I had a, a heartbeat. So it was really just a matter of just continuing to pray. And at 14 weeks was when um, I actually gave birth at home. So it was rough. Um, before we jump into that, had you um, started to make any preparations for birth? Yes, I did. I mean, at that point, I, start, I did start, you know, thinking about um, I wanted a natural birth. I had started going to um uh, the birthing center in my neighborhood and I had spoke to the midwives there you know like I had started I went to seminars and me and my partner started discussing you know what we wanted the birth to look like what we would be comfortable with um I was starting to even think about getting a doula you know like I was completely starting to you know like as soon as I hit my second trimester I'm like I know I'm struggling I know I'm having a a hard time but I still want to plan for this baby and it's it's hard I've talked to other women that have miscarried before and we've discussed like you know you don't want to think of yourself in my case the way I described it to my friends who have dealt with this is like you don't want to look at your baby as like a dead baby inside of you you know you kind you want to because if you did that, then you're stressing more. And I know I was struggling, but I still had a baby in me. And even now, I still look at it as the spirit that I have with me all the time. I have an angel. I'm a, I'm a mom. I'm an angel mom, but a mom nonetheless. So I did, um, I did have a plan. I did, you know, have... I had expectations and excitements and, you know, I had everything in my mind planned out, you know, so it was, so yeah, I did have a lot of plans at that point in my pregnancy. Yeah. All right, Kia, walk us through your birth. Yes. So, um, it was, I want to say like, a re- it was a regular day. Uh, I woke up had my tea, I was relaxing, come at some point in the afternoon, I started to get very, very hot. It was, that was how I felt. I was just like, you know, my body started to feel weird. And I thought when I started looking up, like what was going on with me, I thought I had a UTI. I thought that I was experiencing some type of infection or something. Cause again, miscarriage, not in my head at all. Um, I'm like, you know what, God got me, I'm gonna be fine. So I began to like, you know, just try to sleep through it. I started to just lay down. And once like the evening time came, I called my partner who was at work. And I'm like, something's not right. Uh, I'm feeling a lot of pain. I'm trying to get through it. But I'm starting to my body got really hot. I might have a fever. I think you should come home. So my partner comes home and at that point I'm tossing and turning. Like he couldn't even like get in bed with me because I was 
just a mess. And I'm like, you know what? I, I think I need to go to the hospital. So he starts like getting things together. And before you know it, I, I think I did finally fall asleep. So he lets me sleep, but then I wake up out of nowhere. And I was like, I, I call for him and I'm like, I think I peed myself. I, I peed myself and like I wet the bed. I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. So I like wake up, I have a wet, my clothes are wet. And at the time I didn't know, but my water had brokers, something like that. Uh, so I thought I peed myself. So I immediately get in the tub and I'm like, I, you know, I don't even know if I can get in a car right now to go to the hospital. Like, I don't know what to do. So because my body was so warm, my, our instinct was just for me to get into the tub and get some water on me, some cold water on me, just to like get my body temperature down. So I get into the tub, cold water, and before you know it, I'm like pushing out my baby. And I hadn't, you know, like my body was just doing it. I had no other choice. I started bleeding and it was just like, you know, it was just a natural, I wasn't like actually pushing, but my baby was coming. So I ended up birthing my baby. I break down, call my mom. I still go to the hospital, of course, but I like, I wanted to stay home for a little bit and just like get myself together. It had already happened. I knew I was going to need to go to the hospital, but I just gave myself some time to get myself together. Um, you know, my boyfriend and I pray a lot. So we, we prayed and just, well, he prayed, I cried. And I'm like, I think I want my mom to come with us. My mom comes, picks us up and we head over to the hospital. And from then on, I went through a lot of the things that you go through when you, after you have a baby, I had to deal with milk production. I had to deal with like, of course, like depression and postpartum depression really ultimately is what it was. Um, I just went through a lot of body changes. At that point, I was showing a little bit. So my body was, you know, going back to normal. I just, I dealt with birth and it was surprising and, and very, very heartbreaking really. And I didn't really know what to do, to be honest. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, I think it's, um, when we, when we think about loss, it's hard, it's uncomfortable, so we don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, when we think about a loss in the realm of becoming a parent, we really don't talk about it. Yeah. And I think especially there's this, like, when I think about just the ways we, we, we talk about birth, it's like, okay, you either had your baby and then it's like, did you have it vaginally or did you have a C-section? Were you medicated? Were you not medicated? And if mm -hmm. we talk about a loss, I think for, for a lot of people, um, when they think about a loss, there's this, okay, that person had the baby um, mm -hmm. and they lost it maybe further along in their pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we talk about miscarriage, I think, I feel like the conversation just stops at, I had a miscarriage. Right. That's it. There's no discussion about what that looked like, what that yeah. felt like, how that um, impacted someone. Mm -hmm. So it's just, um, 
this is why we have this podcast to yeah. talk about these stories to understand because like you said it wasn't something that was on your radar it wasn't something that and not that like we're thinking about those things while we're we're having babies but it's kind of that whole thing of having the education of what if if this was to happen to me this is what that might look like so that yeah. i can be as best prepared as possible for that right um yeah. and you know talking about that talking about my birth actually uh was part of my healing process you know everyone's healing process through birth whether you you know you have your baby physically or not you you we all heal through that we have to physically and mentally and emotionally heal from what we experienced and for me once i did have an outlet once i did have the ability to open up um talking about what i actually went through was healing for me and i had so many women come to me and tell talk to me i mean like so many i mean within the first couple days of expressing on a public forum on instagram that i had went through a miscarriage i had at least 15 women come to me and tell me that they had experienced a miscarriage or i had like this one like someone I used to work with tell me about their sister going through it and how it affected their whole family, because that's another aspect of it. My whole family experienced this with me. At that point, I had friends that knew that had to experience this with me. And we all had to heal and grieve through this because we celebrated, we celebrated this baby. So opening up and talking about what I went through and knowing that someone felt comfort and me being able to open up and me talking about the raw and scary part of like the fact that my boobs were leaking. No one wants to talk about that, but I'm like, yeah, I still had the pump, <laughs> you know, I, my body went through a lot. And I think talking about it bought me comfort, but also when I saw that it bought other women comfort or partners too. I'm, I don't know if I don't, no one expressed that to me, but I know that my partner has been able to open up and talk with other men that might have experienced their partner going through this. He went through it too. So there's a lot that goes into dealing with this. And as you said, it usually stops at I had a miscarriage, but I'm like, no, I went through all of this. I, it was a lot. So let me tell you, because it's not just a, a few drops of blood, you know, like I bled for a month after that and it was ugly <laughs> and it was hard and it was raw, but this happens to one in four women. So let's talk about it, you know? That was my, my sentiments exactly. Like yeah. we've been getting a lot more women being open to share their loss stories with us. And so we're often saying, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. And I'm here to say right here, Black women are talking about it, and we're going to talk about it from all the different stages. There's, you know, the early losses of the eight weeks in. There's the late losses of close to 30 plus weeks, right? They're all valid, and, and it, you don't have to qualify your miscarriage with, with being able to be a part of the conversation. You can't be like, oh, I was only pregnant for a little bit, so maybe I don't have the same type of loss story as a woman who was preparing to give birth sooner. You know, it's it's all loss, and and there's no, you know, no one's greater on the scale or whose loss is what. It's a story that needs to be told. It needs to be shared in our community because 
when we have issues of whether it's fertility or you know the miscarriage and the losses themselves or even once the babies are born when they are born alive and they're not here very long you know um we have to talk about what is going on um and that there's this this space for women to feel and know that it's not a finger pointing back at them when a miscarriage happens because the first thing women start to think about is um what did i do right um what what was the misstep and even partners think it and don't want to say it right like what did she do i told her not to do x y and z anymore and it's like it's not we don't know what happened right um most of the time there's no clear cut what happened here type of thing and that that needs to be shared and women need to be able to take off any type of guilt or shame or or this covering that keeps it a, a secret story no one wants to talk about it because women feel guilt in it and so it's harder to 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 express your loss when you don't know if it's your own fault right and it's not it's simply not and that was something I I struggled with in the beginning. I kept telling myself that, and I kept hearing the doctors say that because that was what happened when I went to the ER. That was one of the first things he said was, you know, this was it was nothing you could do. It was not your fault. Um, and I struggled with that a lot because I had to keep reminding myself. I had to affirm myself. My healing journey was very intense. There was a lot of talking to myself post-it notes, meditation, journaling, reminding myself that I didn't do anything and I'm not being punished. I was blessed in a way. And sometimes I had to go get over this like guilt of feel, starting to feel better. When I started to feel better, I'm like, should I feel better? Why am I feeling better? And I, you know, went through something so horrible. I went through all of the stages of grief, all of the stages of loss. And that was something that I had to talk a friend through eventually someone I'm pretty close with went through a miscarriage and I'm like you know what feel that I know that you're gonna feel like you did something wrong but take the time to you know the sooner you embrace all of those feelings the sooner you can release them and eventually I was able to release that feeling of I did something wrong. What's wrong with my body? What if I can't have children? All of the what ifs, all of the fear had to eventually go. So that's part of the process. And the intentionality of, of it was a birth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I'm thinking about um, your intro and, and what you and your submission and how there's this idea of well was it like can i call it that and it's like yes you can call it whatever you want to call it but at the end of the day it was a birth you 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 had you held a child in your womb you 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 birthed that child um and and that's not the only way um to consider births but um particularly in your case like yes that was a birth um you are a mother um, and yes, your child might not be here physically, but you had a child. Um, and we're all about sharing our children's names. So do you, did you name um, your baby? We just stuck with, the, with our little nickname we had for him. I actually did not find out that, well, I didn't find out my, when my partner had to deal with the baby, um, we saw that it was a little boy. 
and we had called him pumpkin throughout the whole journey and that just became like I just I didn't name him I just decided to keep him as a little pumpkin so because that's what me and him and like my mom we all called him pumpkin so I just stuck with that and Kia you also mentioned that you had as you were going through your healing process sharing your story what else has helped you in this in the postpartum and healing process yeah so um the main thing that I that helped me get through it was well one opening up but also listening I listened to um other women's stories through other podcasts and um I did a lot of journaling and a whole lot of praying and connecting with my pastor and my pastor's wife. Um, And I took a lot of time to myself. I really took a step back, reflected on a lot. And I looked at life, I, I look at life a lot differently in a good way. That's when I started, when I started to accept that it's okay to start feeling better, when I accepted that I was gonna be okay. I started looking at what my baby did for me. And that feeling of hope and carrying something that has a little heartbeat in you that can feel your heartbeat and I can, you know, it's just, it's something so beautiful about that. And while I never got to hold my baby, I got to experience that, you know, what that is like and the hope of, being a mother with a physical baby one day. So I started to just think about what my baby did for me emotionally and mentally. Um, And I also started looking into it. I was very interested in birth and being a birth worker and decided to become a doula. So I've been doing that over the past year. I was my sister's doula, so I watched my nephew come into this world. So, so much has come from my experience, and I had a lot of, uh, my journey was intense and uh, long to healing, and I'm still healing. That's something I've learned, is that healing kind of never stops. Um, I'm still evolving. Uh, So, I just got very close to God, even closer. I was always close to God, but I got even closer. So that was my, those were the different things. And I read a lot. I read a few books that helped me get through my miscarriage as well. Um, My main resource was Supernatural Childbirth. I don't know if either of you have heard of this book, Uh, but it's a book about this woman who miscarried and then went on to have three three four births after with no pain uh she she, it's called supernatural birth and it's the step above having a natural birth so it was an interesting book to read it made me feel hopeful about having babies in the future so thank you again yeah uh thank you so much for sharing is there anything else that you want to share with listeners resources advice anything else from your story um well i know that my story can be very um it it's it's a lot and it can be i i hope it brings um encouragement to to folks but i know that it's intense so i do have good news i actually am pregnant uh, with my rainbow baby (laughs) 
Uh, I just today actually had oh my, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just had my first ultrasound. I'm still early on, but like this is a completely different pregnancy. That's why I got this fan. Like y'all can see I'm fanning myself. I'm so hot. Like I've been this <laughs> listen, I've been tired and hot and hungry and nauseous, but it's worth it. I I feel different. I feel completely different this time. There's not complications at all. And I just feel a lot better. I'm still early. I'm still in my first trimester, but I feel really good. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely different. You know, this time around, I am cautious. I am still like, you know, let's be real. You lose a baby. You're thinking about that, you know, from time to time. But I am, you know just trying to be very faithful and uh, connect with my body as much as I can. So that is my silver lining, my little rainbow baby on the way. Wonderful silver lining. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, sending y'all so much love for sure. Thank you. For sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, we cannot thank you enough. We we don't take lately, you know, being able to hold space in this way. So we really do appreciate um, people being willing to share all their all the parts of their journeys. So thank um, you, thank you for allowing me to share because a lot of times birth stories like mine don't get shared. So I'm grateful that you guys were so open to me being on your podcast i'm so grateful thank birth you stories in color to hear this show and other episodes head to birthstoriesincolor.com 